hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. I, Consul Joe, claim rapport with the source and request for the position of keeper. Consul Mark, do I have your permission? Permission granted. Welcome back to a hamster with a blunt <laughs> knife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. Or should we say the irreverent Doctor Who commentary podcast? Uh, I am here with the truly fabulous Mark Rawlins. Say hello, Mark. Hello. Now, Mark, you have now appeared on A Handsome with a Blunt Pen Knife about 900 times. No, no, sorry. About five times? What have we done? We've done Android Invasion. Marinus. Keys of Marinus. Three Doctors. Three Doctors. Smith and Jones. And oh, now, yes, and now the Keeper of Trouble. We're almost forming a, a small podcast ourselves here of episodes. Um, deliriously enjoyable every time. Um, uh, with an interesting opening where you thought you had to comment on the action. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, a commentary on something <laughs> suggests a commentary on what you're watching. So Mark, Mark was watching the Android animation intently, trying to think of something to talk about. I was commenting on what I was seeing. Commentary. And then he was like, oh, I remember you saying to me, oh, you can just say any old shit you want. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. And here we are. That was early on. We've got boobs out. We've got cocktails. I mean, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) It's a party now. Oh, Um, God. We are here to watch... Sorry, go on. I was just saying this um, fostered a... Uh, I can't speak. This Foster's oh, Delight yeah. is very strong. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I have made my... Uh, what's mine called again? Melka's... Melka, <laughs> Melka Emerges. <laughs> Melka <Melker> Emerges. <laughs> my Melka Emerges is quite strong as well. It's slightly more brown than last time, which means I put more chocolate wine in before. Okay. Which I'd highly uh, well, recommend, encu- by the well, way. Sorry, I encourage people to um, play along with the Keeper of Truck and Drinking game. Look yes. out for Traken, Melka, and Keeper mentioned. And if you're listening, rude jokes. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, oh, I've totally lost my train of thought. Well, that does not bode well for episode three, does it? Um, but we are here to go into what is notoriously the usually the worst episode of each story isn't it episode three episode one you've got like the scene set out it's all very interesting episode two develops things a little bit episode three is kind of like the run around a bit and not a lot happens before episode four is like the climax yeah well is that gonna well, be we'll see what happens in this one because i don't remember it being so bad i imagine as the listener walks through this holding our hands they will not be bored let's hope not anyway all right so are you ready i'm ready you going straight in or oh no i need to tell you when okay so i'm going to count myself in in five four three two one i'm gonna almost forming tom baker and go right here we go so i think this is probably the most memorable version of the theme tune oh what about the um the previous you know the the classic 
I don't know. Not, not this. I don't. I wouldn't say for this version. I'd say that's the most iconic. But this, this, this disco version, I'd say it's probably the most memorable. Oh. Okay. I don't know. I'm not sure. I. What's the worst? Oh. There's Everyone... nothing that's so bad, is there? Everyone always says to me the trial of a time loop one, but I quite like that one. I quite like that one. I like the sort of trumpety bit, you know. In the, in the... I really love that bit. Oh, actually, yeah, that, the one that everyone else says is the Hang on. Oh, come on. It's a TV movie. TV movie? Yeah. That, I, I love that one, actually. I really like that one, too. I love that I one. I get yeah. up and start, like, going, da, 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 you know, like, dancing yeah. around. Do you know what? Actually, out of all of them, this one might be my sort of down there. I know, controversial. I, I can't even look at you right now. I'm going to look at Topless Cassidy instead. Not my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's marvellous. Oh, she goes in this one, doesn't she? This is her last episode. Oh, she does. She gets... Um, I was going to say sucked out, sucked up on the chair, but she sort of does. <laughs> she kind of goes, ah, ah, in the chair. Like, I love how she goes out, just how she's been all the way through, just madly over the top. Oh, I feel sorry for her, though. I think she's peak evil in this episode, though. Like, she's walking around truck and, like, she owns it. But she's being controlled because not my eyes was real Cassia coming through saying, I'm being controlled, don't look at my eyes. She fell in love with that evil bastard. <laughs> Didn't she? Are you talking about treatments? <laughs> oh, no! Milka! What do you think of Proctor Neiman's notorious bald spot? Oh, would you know what? I've never noticed it before now until you said that. I think it makes him look a bit like a fry tuck. Yeah, do you think that is um, a wig thing or a. Do you know what? Oh, no. Do you think if that bit of the front is a. Mate, if that was a wig, they could have covered it? up the bald spot on the top. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. You're not going to oh, put a wig in there. Okay, I need you to watch out for this scene in a second in the cell. That's a nice shot. There you go. What is just shooting for a door? I think, I think that's creative. <laughs> You're stretching the term creative a little. <laughs> um, in a minute in the cell, yeah, Tom Baker's got a massive bogey hanging out of his nose. Have you ever noticed it before? I've always noticed And that, it literally yeah. like wobbles and dangles about. It's really distracting. <laughs> and I really want someone, you know, it's like, it's like, have you ever been that person where, like, not, well, not where you've got a bogey hanging out of your nose, but you've got a food around your mouth or something like that, and no one said to you, just wipe your mouth, mate. Like you've got food around your mouth, and you spend half the day with like mashed potato in your beard or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this has got to do with the keeper of Traken, but <laughs> I think there's more pressing matters to get out there. I don't think Tremus is going to be like, "Hang on, everyone, just dust ourselves down a minute." At least I think it was mashed potato. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, drink. <laughs> Uh, that is that statue raised because it looks really high. Oh yeah, it's on a little, it's on a little platform. Yeah, like a plinth. Can there be more to be done? Can there be more to be done? 
Love that red light on her. Really well, look, they're, they're making the effort to do the sky as well, when it's day and night and things like that. And, you know, it's clearly a studio, like you said, but yeah. they're awesome. Look at that. Okay, that's a nice angle from behind the statue, looking down. See, it's well directed. That's not point and shoot, is it? That's high angle and you've got the light concentrated on her really well, but oh, it's only just on her face there. Oh, but I want you to try and see, like, like I'm talking about, like, Graham Harper. I'm talking about uh peter grimwade and say douglas canfield where the camera is always moving even like michael ferguson think of like the seeds of death where he's always shooting through stuff and the camera's always on the go whereas here it's very static mm, yeah but the sets are small like uh, are very self-contained it's all studio i don't think there's I th for what they've got there and it's very clever we with the master it's only you know you see through the there's something going on we don't know it's the master yet it's kept back very much till the last minute have you ever received um a, like a really terrible gift in fantastic packaging so it promised a lot but delivered a little Welcome. i implore you answer me probably why do you look scared <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking. That's my thinking face. Oh, sorry. It looks very like your scared face. Um, because I feel like that's the direction in this. Like, like it, it, the direction doesn't deliver a lot, but it's packaged beautifully because everyone around him is. I'm going to stop driving this point home because clearly we're not going to agree on this, are we? No, I think it's. I think it's well done for what it is. This is fat. The bitch fight between Cassia and Nissa. This Melka has made you mad. Don't go home. This will all come to an end. Nissa doesn't do too much, and it's only in the last, sort of last half of the story that she becomes more prominent. Every time Johnny Byrne writes for Nissa, he puts a gun in her hand. She gets one in this episode, and she starts shooting down all the the Fosters. In Arc of Infinity, he gives her a gun, and she starts shooting yeah. down all the Gallifrey guards. She's supposed to be this nice placid scientist, really. She's like an assassin. Can she we, is, she's loading up. Can we write that can we write that into the Space Famous Five that Nissa is like trigger happy in every episode? I, well, she's gonna be one of the oldest. It's her and Adric lead the gang, don't don't they? That's They're right. the ones that handle the weapons. What has Squeak gotten into this time? What troubles has Squeak gotten into? It's usually involving cats, so she can be like, my cat. <laughs> she followed the cat down like some hole or whatever and got stuck. Oh, and uh, Or off a cliff or something. And it was a portal to the cheetah planet. Oh, yes. And then she's like, the bat. Nine has to go through. And then she's there going, the bad cat killed it. The bad cat, the man brought. <laughs> anyway, why does the game for trying? Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I think they're deciding who's the next keeper. She had a. It's a curse, time. isn't it, to be the keeper? Well, okay, so they say that in the Five Doctors, don't they? Like he knew very well that immortality was a curse, not a blessing. <laughs> Who's that? That's Richard Herndu as the first doctor. Do you want me to do an impression of eating the pineapple? <laughs> I'll happily munch out in your face, you know, all right? <laughs> Sorry, take a drink. These drinks look like they're um, the five, you know, the five doctors' cocktails, don't they? Now, look, Mark, this young fellow looks like he needs some refreshment. 
And I know that Susan and I do too. <laughs> so, did you see a minute ago when Cassia is basically being hyper evil but pretending to be normal Cassia? The second their backs are turned, she's like, she's got like, the evil face on. And no one's noticed this new massive thing around her neck. That's that is the height of fashion on Draken. Okay, massive like you know bondage collars. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's wearing that on her picture on Melka. <laughs> on Melka on the app, yeah. I'm into I'm into bondage collars. That's what's on the um that's what's um what's his name? Proctor Neiman, his picture. It's literally just him in that collar. <laughs> <laughs> just that. Yeah, just that. You can tickle my bald spot any day. <laughs> <laughs> She just shot two people down. I think she's just stunned them. She hasn't killed them, though, has she? It's called, I don't think Nissa would kill. It's called the Ion Bonder. So I think she's just made them a bit dizzy. Patrick hasn't done much, has he? No, he's still just he's, he's doing his standing there, <laughs> acting. Whereas I think whenever Sarah Sutton is in a scene but not contributing, if you watch her, she's always doing something. Or mm. like like there's scenes in Time Flight where basically she's just doing nothing at all. But the master's on screen. Obviously, the master's supposed to be her dad. And she's just there giving him like <laughs> evil eyes, you know? Like I always feel like she's thinking about where she is in the scene. Whereas Adric, yeah. Adric just looks like he's wandered if run wandering into the set and gone, oh well, I'm in Doctor Who. Like <laughs> Well, Sarah Sutton is much more experienced, even at this stage, isn't she? Yeah. I really isn't like there that, that um, book, that um, BBC book, Past Doctor book, where it's the fourth Doctor and Nyssa, but it's he's meeting Nyssa later or yeah. something? It's called what? Asylum by Peter Darvill Evans. Have you read it? It's an astonishingly tragic read. And I don't mean tragic because it is sad. I mean, the prose is impenetrable. Oh, but what's the setup? So it's older Nissa or younger Nissa? It's, I think it's normal Doctor and older Nissa, rather than uh, okay. yeah, rather than normal Nissa. The Doctor and before he met her in Keeper Trapping. Yeah, it's one of those weird. I remember it being weird like that. It's it's not a great book, if I'm honest. Okay, fine. Um, but you're right. I'll they did. Did, did they? Sorry. We'll give it a go. I could be wrong. Um, there is definitely the two track. Well, no, I can think of one track and audio. That's Guardians of Prophecy. Ah, yeah. So there's Guardians of Prophecy, which is the lost story with the Sixth Doctor, and then there's Primeval, isn't there? Primeval, which is a excellent. It's a terrific one. But it, it's set way before this isn't it yeah it's like, early days of the source or they are like they set up the source don't they the fifth doctor the, and this has set up the source what's the villain called uh quandar quandar and he's yeah. got a really silky voice he's played by the guy who played the first travis in blake seven mm. and he says a, a cliffhanger to episode one don't turn around and i remember listening to it going oh god is he behind me and isn't there something about Nissa's? Because she sort of had this sort of psychic powers, doesn't she? That turn up what in time flight? Yeah. Is that the earliest we get it? There's nothing here for to suggest that anyone on Traken. To be I, fair, I'm though, going really geeky now. <laughs> she's, she's an alien, so it's perfectly possible. 
Yeah. I mean, Adric's mm. supposed to have healing powers. Isn't he? like, it's fast healing powers. So when he went splat mm. into the earth, technically he should have just knitted back together again. We only see his knee grow, don't we? That's the only thing it's in not the grow, sleep. sort of heal. Well, you know, heal. <laughs> he has a, like a, mut a mutant knee by the end of the <laughs> circle. Although it does walk funny, so maybe he does. But technically, even if he's like, if he's got like healing powers, when he crashed into the earth, his remains have just sort of all come back together again. Is that all Alzarians? Because that's a bit odd if they all do that. I'm not sure, if I'm honest. And, well, Tegan has sense, her special skill as well, which is being able to sketch people with astonishing accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fashionable, Can we ever see what um, Turlo sketches in The Five Doctors? We never see that in the end, do we? No, but I believe it's on a teaspoon and an open mind, so you can go and find that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture out there which is like um, The Fourth Doctor and The Fifth Doctor, scantily clad, and Adric oh, and Turlo have got collars around their necks, and they're not wearing much at all. And they're all in the. Con I think that might be what he was sketching. Okay. Okay. Anyway, back to the keeper truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back on track. Oh, okay. uh, although, actually, just speaking about Turlo sketching in the Five Doctors, I always thought because I, when I got the video, it was one of the early videos. I thought that was his first story, and they just met him there sketching, and then he just carried on. On the TARDIS, I, for a long time, I thought that was his first story. But they don't even say hello or who are you. Exactly, or... I thought he just happens to be there because he's already outside sketching when the Doctor comes out, and then I think he just helps the Doctor when he collapses, and then just ends up travelling with them. Wow, you as a young man, I'll tell you what, you took a lot of faith, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, cloth money. It's <laughs> probably a good thing I didn't know you back then. You were very suggestible, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um look oh my god okay so here we've got tom baker in typical i'm not going to look at anyone in the room mode Good. did you see that he was just like standing yeah. there completely vacant now don't get me wrong i think he is engaged with this script Are we... i don't know you hear you know all that stuff in like state of decay with him and lala ward and stuff it's only when you hear those things you don't know I, all the times i've watched that i never noticed that i just thought it was Doing some really good acting. And you don't think about that, do you? I am so alien, I don't need to look at anybody. The same as before, Neiman. The death of the prisoners. Oh my god, she's great. So makeup is good, isn't it? It's very 80s. Yeah. I think it might be Dorka Neuretic. I'm not quite sure how to say her surname. Um so the doctor basically just blackmailed Tremus into giving away all the secrets of Traken, uh, which essentially kind of knuckled down to 337. That's basically the secret behind the whole planet. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so crap, isn't it? <laughs> I might get a tattoo of that. What, 337? <laughs> I have a tattoo of the TARDIS, and you'll have 337. I think I'm probably winning at life there. <laughs> I, I, think, that, um, I think you're going to have a, again. a tattoo of uh, Edith put on your arm first from the Time Meddler. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? You could do every single person, like uh, Edith, Katerina, Jan Lee. I've run out of space. I don't know what right, it'd, be a, it'd be a hell of a sleeve. 
Okay, so this is going ahead. Of the four of them, this is the one going ahead with the gun. Oh my god, the flame is uh, dying. Do you think, do you, I mean, I know I've said this is it's this is great and you get into the world and everything. Do you would you want to see more people? Where how do you imagine this is like is there just like a load of houses off off the side? Is there a big complex somewhere else with all the rest of the people? It's very like do you think it's weird that it's a bit quiet? Can I be frank with you? Sure. I would kill for there have been a spin-off show, The Traken Adventures. And we could get to know everyone on Traken. It's strange, isn't it? Because there's some stories that like this where you can yeah, you can imagine a whole series yeah. set just with well, the people and this world because it's very well realized but i mean it wouldn't work for every single story and every planet that I we can't go imagine on imagine a whole story set on like in omega's antimatter palace but you know some some it's very rare actually that you get a planet and a society where you could have that i mean marinus is one yeah um i think i think reboss is really well conceived so i could see some more yeah. adventures taking place there uh, obviously peladon Oh, of course, yeah. You know, that's another and Alpha yeah. Centauri is a shoe in for a regular. Choo, choo, choo. Oh. We could all be good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Galactic Federation. <laughs> um, any more? Definitely, there's probably loads, isn't there? Um, yeah, yeah, but there's there's probably a lot there's a lot more that wouldn't work. Actually, circling back to um, the three doctors, I actually could see a series of adventures from the point of view of the jail guards, like a day in the life of the jail guards. So he's like getting up in the morning and he's like, oh, for God's sake, I've got to go to Earth today and surround this bloody building and bring it back here. And I've got to guard these people. And then at the end, he goes home to Mrs. Jail Guard and she's like, your dinner's been ready for ages. Where you been? Oh, you wouldn't believe me, woman. Sorry, oh, that's awful. Oh, God. Okay. Although, speaking about the jail guards, we didn't talk about it. Hey, do, um, do you like eating raw jelly? Oh, I love it. I freaking love raw jelly. I haven't had that for ages. Hang on, you're oh. talking about jelly jelly, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Benson, what's all this jelly doing here? Oh, do you know what? We missed a trick with, our, with our drinks. Why? We should have had a can of Foster's. Oh, damn it. And uh, we've got some fantastically dramatic wind acting going on now, where basically they brought in one ceiling fan and they're all going uh, against it. Those two, I'm sorry, I love Kameka, but what's her name? And Van der Beren, what's his name? Mm. That background wind acting is not good <laughs> at all. Do you know why? Because you wouldn't be able to go back and forth, you just keep going back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You wouldn't sway back I and mean... forth like a. <laughs> I'm sorry, but she is old. She'd be like woofed right back to the end of the room. There, <laughs> she'd be out of there straight away. <laughs> Imagine her hanging to the set like with her legs in the air. Yeah. Ah! Oh my god! Right, I was on a bus once. Right. Oh, okay. Go on. This is so bad. It was like a long bus, right? And it was going quite fast, and it was coming up to a stop. And this old lady with a shopping trolley thing, she was walking down towards you know to get off. Mm. Um. And, you know, 
you're not supposed to get up before the bus stops, right? Anyway, she was getting up, walking along towards <laughs> the front of the bus. And I know where this, this is going. car pulled out, right? And the bus had to do this like, break so fast. And she went flying to, and she smacked oh, her right at the front of the bus. And then a shopping trolley came after her and smacked her. And she was down <laughs> on the floor. Like she went from one end of the bus to the other so fast past everyone. She was fine. <laughs> I've never like smack like around the front of that bus. Could I hit you with a story? The shopping trolley just went flying past her. Oh my god. I it was, was in a I was in funny, a supermarket. But, I was in the supermarket once, right? It's about an old woman again. So whilst we're talking about Margot Vanderbilt flying across the set, it's feels appropriate. Um, and I was quite close to the door and she had the mobility scooter and the accelerator was the handles, right? And she put a really, she reversed and then she asked for the worker to put the, the, the shopping on the handlebar. But she put it over the accelerator and she suddenly just went, ah! The thing just shot out about 20 miles an hour. She managed to get through the door, did a complete circle outside, and then <laughs> fell off into the road and broke her hip. Oh, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, God. What has it got to do with the keeper Trakan? Anyway, yeah, back to it. we just seen the master. we just seen a bit of Krusty Master. So you're, you think the makeup's better than the Deadly Assassin? Mm. Oh, oh no. um, sorry. What's the name again, Tomeka? Yeah, Margot Vanderburg. Margot Vanderburg. Like <laughs> that moment where they're like, "Don't press the button," and she's like, "Oh, I've just pressed it too late." <laughs> oh, I love this. Oh, and Cassia. Oh. There she goes. But it's another good cliffhanger because the Melka emerges into the chair. I love the bit where the doctor's like, "Not now, Tremus. It's far too late." Or so you know that. Shall I, shall I say the whole line for you? Okay, fine. You do better. <clears throat> it's too late, Tremas. It's far too late. Oh, you said that just as the titles came in then. That was very well timed. I'm not sure how much we talked about the Keeper of Sharkin in that, but that was another jolly conversation. <clears throat> can we just uh, so can we have a moment? I, it, it's getting more and more difficult to count, but I did five Trakans, three Melkers, and six Keepers. Wow. How many Rude Jokes? Uh, it, I put two, but there was way more. Yeah, it's you, I'm telling you. I do these with other people, you know, and it's perfectly innocent. The whole conversation. I'm just going to dance now for the Keeper of Trakan. Oh, and Barry Letts, of course. Can we, just, can we take a moment's pause and reflection for Sheila Ruskin as Cassia, who has been the highlight of this story today? She's so good, yeah. So are we to she, assume this is all going to go downhill now in episode four? Well, you... I'm getting a bit of a, a Johnny Byrne from this cocktail. That was quite strong. That got the back of my throat then. <laughs> you ain't getting a Johnny Byrne from me, mate, honestly. <laughs> um... That was a good episode three. It didn't lag like some like no. some stories have. Well, because I think in that episode, Cassia got to emerge as like a proper villainess, um, mm. and there is a bit of escape and capture because they're in like locked up a bit. But um, it builds up to that fantastic reveal of the master 
and and that hits in episode three. Yeah. Oh, we should talk about. Oh, we'll talk about the next episode because I was going to say, do you think people were expecting the master to come back? Apart, not like Mark. Even Johnny Byrne and Chris Frey's Bidmead weren't expecting the master. The original draft of this didn't feature him. JNT just walked into the office one day and went, "We're putting the master in this." And Chris Bidmead's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, really?" But would it have been like public? It wouldn't have been in publicity or anything, would it? No, or I would think, like the I, fans I think... know the sort of yeah, yeah, computer. Geeks. Well, they, they had the gallery, yeah. didn't they, in the studio where you could go in and watch the recordings. Um, so I'm wondering mm. if on those days, I know, wouldn't you love to have done that for these? Imagine that seeing Sheila amazing. Ruskin live. Before <laughs> yeah, like, your eyes. Stuff in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're going to have more Melka and Master shenanigans in episode four. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>